Casper, I have to ask you, um, well, first off, again, thank you so much for doing the podcast. I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you for having me. And before I get started, I'm sure you ask, you get asked this a lot lately, but wh- how are you dealing with the isolation right now from the, the virus that's going on? Um, is this kind of like a creative time for you guys? Because I know you, you just put out an album, but... Yeah, actually, we, we have been doing quite well, except for the fact that we had to cancel a, a 16-day tour. <laughs> A sixteen-day tour turned to one a one-day tour, which oh. was kind of bad for us since we have like ordered a lot of merch and we really looked forward to this tour. But but we got some new new dates later this year, luckily. But we've been kind of creative. We uh, our guitarist has been sending around a lot of new cool riffs, and me and Tommy, the singer, has started. Uh, to write the new script for the next album so we try to to use the time we have now oh that's Uh, good yeah this is like if there's ever a time to use it to be creative this is it right (laughs) because you can't do anything else really (laughs) yeah i mean we're, we're i think all of us are still working so we but i mean there's like nothing to do in the free time except for try to to be as creative as you can and that's basically what we're trying to do so i know us americans over here we can butcher a band name especially if we don't know how to pronounce it (laughs) so (laughs) how do you say your band because i've heard like three different pronunciations about it and um i i i say halas is that <laughs> so I know it's. Uh, I mean, you're allowed to say it however you like, but I guess "hellas" is the right pronunciation. Hellas. Yeah, it's it's basically a nonsense word. So so you you can use the version you like the most. <laughs> well, so what is what is the story behind the name? Then um, you, you said it's kind of like not really a, a word though. But like, so where did that come from? It's it's a nickname from the beginning, uh, a former uh, member of the band, and then we um, we kind of liked the name, so we we decided to to name the main character of our stories to to Hellas. So the knight you've seen on the first cover, uh, that's Hellas. Oh, and he's basically okay. in in almost every song of ours. Okay, so this is where I'm glad we're going to get started with this because, you know, I just really got turned on to you guys uh, this year and, you know, with the new album Conundrum. I had listened to parts of uh, excerpts from a future past and I don't know, for some reason it didn't really click with me, you know, and and, and, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be very honest and say, you know, that the vocals are very much an acquired taste, you know, like much like how, you know, how like much like how Rush would be or anything like that. But for some reason, the album that just came out, Conundrum, clicked with me and it had me going back and listening to the other albums, which are fantastic. But, you know, so with Conundrum is the third part, the third installment, I guess, and the final piece of this, of a trilogy, kind of. Yeah. Can you explain the trilogy to me and to someone who is really 
just getting into it like what what is the trilogy actually about um first of all it's it's totally open for everyone to to interpret however they like mm-hmm. we try not to to um, to share all the details concerning the 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 um, the concept of the album and the story but um shortly it it's uh it's a story about um, a former templar who's um who's destined to to fight wars that he starts to question mm-hmm. and he's looking for for the answers for the bigger bigger questions about his own existence and uh, and he he starts a, a journey and he's looking for this for this guy called the star rider or the astro seer mm-hmm. is from this brotherhood who he was banned from the world and now he tries to find him uh, to get some help about the question he has about existence and there's some philosophy and some some stuff um, uh, um, the, yeah it, <laughs> and the thing is it, 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 the story is about his quest for first of all about finding this guy called Star Rider and later mm-hmm. it uh, he, he turns uh, in, in the ending of, of excerpts from a future past he he finds this guy and he since Star Rider doesn't know who this knight is he actually stabs him or it's not that you don't really know what's happened mm-hmm. and on this new album he wakes up from this kind of limbo situation basically and um, when he when he wakes up he wakes up into a complete different world everything is basically the same but completely different so mm-hmm. he he realizes he something something's something's wrong and he has to find out about it and fix the world basically so this is a really great concept but it, I liked what you said about how it's there's there's some aspects of you know of it being philosophical and oh oh, like i almost feel like it could be like reflective so is there some personal tie-in at all to the story or is it just completely uh, like a fictitious creation because it does sound like it could be there could be some personal connection if that makes sense yeah i guess it is most of it is fictional and kind of not shallow but trivial in a way but I mean I, I think it's about escapism uh, if that's the correct word in English is it mm-hmm. yeah I think so yeah um, I mean it this, this music and our, our our lyrics is a way for us to escape from reality ourselves and, and try to create something that's different from our everyday life in a way mm-hmm. so I guess that you you can some way read that from our songs you know there's something to 
incredible about that because you know I, I feel like there's a lot of music out there that kind of makes you think and that kind of plays on that the more serious tones of the world and society and political and social commentary that I think sometimes we, as music listeners we forget to escape a little bit or forget what it's like to get drawn into a story that kind of takes us away from all of the crap that's going on in the world. So when, when you guys first started doing this, was that your intention like from the very beginning or was it something that just kind of developed if that makes sense? I think uh, it slowly developed from the beginning because mm -hmm the first EP that only half of that album is the same concept as the rest and uh, I think we the interest of writing like fantasy stuff started out the same time as we started to write our own songs mm -hmm. and uh, it, it it evolved and we when we wrote the album except from a future past we kind of agreed that this has to be a full concept album because we really find it funnier to to to, to do it that way because it it's add another dimension to the to the full project and instead of writing like songs about the reality surrounding us mm -hmm. We thought it could be. We thought it. We thought it would make more sense to us as individuals to to write fantasy stories. <laughs> so one of the things I loved is that when I was doing some, you know, whenever I just, whenever I find myself, you know, loving a band, one of the first things like I want to know everything about the band. You know, like I want to, I want to know the lineage and what, where you guys come from, and whatnot, and. But one of the things I was curious to ask you is when you guys start the creative process, say like with this album, and obviously, you know, we finished this, uh, this trilogy and you're going to start another tale. Like, do you come up with the whole story first and then sp like split it into albums or does the concept just like do you write one part of it and then when the next album is ready you start to write for another one i mean i think the the both the songs and the the concept they're like growing together simultaneously and mm -hmm. uh, it's hard to say how we have been doing it like before every release but i think we the all the ideas come from from different members every time and mm -hmm. i mean every song and album has a, a unique background in a way so, so there's no there's no like definite definite answer to that question so um, instead of coming up with the whole, con like you said, like I said, like instead of coming up with the whole concept or the whole story and then breaking it up per album, it's more like the story kind of continues on its own when you guys go to write another album. Yeah, kind of. I, okay. I think the, the most common way we've been doing it is that 
we have like the um, some ideas about the story mm-hmm. and how it develops, and then we write the songs and try to include the story and the concept to the lyrics and uh, and leave something to the listener to in- interpret however they like and we try not to to um, to in- like include every part of the concept in the songs because that would make no sense to us but uh, I, the right. most common way is to to write the lyrics from the concept that's been we, we i mean we we, we constant we're constantly like talking about how we want things to be but yeah it's it's, it's a tough one to answer <laughs> no but it but it kind of makes sense in this in that idea because i guess if you were to write the whole story first and then try to split it up into songs then it, it it's not as easy to be creative whereas if you record like I, I guess like if you have the basic idea of the concept but then you kind of write each album based on that idea of where it continues it seems like it would be a little more fresh and yeah less planned out i guess yeah and i mean we have to leave something some space to uh, for us to be like spontaneous as well well so when it comes to um, everything well so this the sound of okay i'm gonna say it wrong again halas did i say it right <laughs> yeah that works halas 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 like you know i'm not even gonna try to do an accent because my wife says i do uh, horrible accents so i'm just gonna call it halas but anyway, the sound of Hellas is much different than your your peers, you know, your Swedish peers, such as like, you know, like you've got the kind of blues-based, you know, graveyard and blues pills, and then you've got the the kind of roots rock of Sienna Root, and then the kind of psychedelic rock of Children of the Sun. But then, you know, Hellas comes out with this, you're, you call yourselves adventure rock. <laughs> like which I think is a great great name but is this something that you feel like that the band will continue to to work in with these kind of concepts or do you worry that this is going to be the only way people will think of you as a band I don't think too much about it actually Mm -hmm. I mean uh, I think we we have somewhat of a unique sound compared to other bands today but it's hard to say how how we will evolve as musicians and songwriters but but i think we have found our essence and uh, i i hope and think that you will hear uh, that is that it's hellas on each album we will release in the future so because I think the band has such a distinct sound that I can see that even if you guys were to not go into another conceptual album, say you just wanted to do an album of just regular songs, that I could see it still sounding like you guys because the sound, again, is so distinct. 
Yeah, uh, that's nice to hear. It's really hard for me to comment because I have like I have no distance to the music because I'm constantly constantly in this band and our music. So it's really hard to comment our sound. But yeah, I mean, I think we will continue doing that and we'll see about the future and how we sound and what we decide to write about. But I think that we will continue doing concept album because that's basically our thing now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's great though, because it's almost like you've kind of found your own little niche, especially again, like I said, like, uh, like, you know, that you stand away from just the peers and stuff and like, you know, doing the kind of roots rock or, you know, hard rock or whatever. But, you know, so with that being said, playing such a distinct sound and whatnot, does it make it hard for you guys to to play with other bands or to get tours? Or you, do you know what I mean? Like sometimes when you sound so different, it's hard to pair up with certain bands and whatnot. Do you guys have that problem at all? or No, I, I don't think so. I mean, we just came home from, no, not in, last autumn, we were touring together with the German band Cadavar. Oh, love those guys, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're really nice and really good. And, uh, I mean, they're they're also this kind of, uh, like, retro rock band, Mm -hmm. but also completely different. But I think it's it's good for us because, I mean, if I were, uh, if I were in a big band, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want, like, an opening act who was sounding exactly like we did, but <laughs> slightly different. It's much nicer to have something that's that's some close somehow, but still completely different. No, I think that, it's yeah. an advantage for us. Actually, it's hard to say, but I mean, we we get shows and we get tours, so at least enough <laughs> for now. <laughs> Well, there is something to be said for, like you said, sounding so distinct from everybody else, because no matter who you're playing with or who you're touring with, whether you like it or not, it's it's unforgettable, if that makes sense. Yeah, 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 I think so. It, it's nice to be remembered for, like, a new audience, from a new audience. I mean, if... People wouldn't, maybe they wouldn't like remember us if we were sounding like another Cadavar or Graveyard or Blues Pills or, Mm -hmm. you know, I think they're all great bands. But if I were a member of Cadavar and, and uh, yeah, as I said before, I I wouldn't uh, want an opening act who sounded too close to the headlining band. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, because I guess also from another band standpoint, I mean, you know, you've got to share the stage every night with a band. Like, yeah. it would be kind of boring if you know, they sounded the same, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, 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 it adds a new dimension to the, the, to the show. Well, so one of the things I did take some time to watch uh, just recently was the documentary on the making of Conundrum. Yeah. 
Yeah, nice. Well, first off, I, before I forget, like Conundrum's definitely been one of my favorite albums that I've heard this year for the same reason that we were just talking about, is that it's so different and it's so unique that at first I was like, I don't know if I like this or not because <laughs> it's so different. <laughs> but then when I went back and listened to it, I was like, this is really an escape for me from what I normally hear. But then to watch you guys do the creative process in this documentary, there was kind of a sense of, vulnerability if you know what I mean like where you guys just seemed kind of like exposed to being captured on camera in all these personal creative moments was it hard to have a camera on you the whole time you were doing this because it looked like at times you guys were like oh I don't know (laughs) I actually got this question from a friend earlier today and uh, no I, I, I mean the first day it was kind of weird to have a person with a camera mm-hmm. in your face all the time <laughs> but <laughs> like a couple hours or so uh, I got used to it and I mean he was the the director was really good at at being in, invisible <laughs> so as, as soon as he had his camera up he didn't th- think too much about his him being there mm-hmm. but of course we talked to each other uh, when he didn't film us but yeah I think we got used to it quite fast and uh, I mean it was like a new experience I, I guess it it helped me to to wanting to do my best in the studio mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody's watching yeah. gotta do your best you know? <laughs> yeah yeah but I, he did a really good job i mean he he was filming us constantly for two weeks mm-hmm. and he cut it down to 40 minutes that's that that has to be a lot of work that's a lot of and footage I, too yeah yeah it is it is and everything on film <laughs> oh, wow. now did you have have you gone back at all yourself and watched it and if so like what was your thoughts behind it like good or bad or whatever yeah i, I really liked it actually because it it turned out like the opposite of what I thought. I thought this was going to be like a proper music documentary, like the mm-hmm. making of this album. But it turned out to be a, a short movie about friendship in a in a band, and that was kind of nice to watch from a different person's um, uh, uh, from his view or from the viewer's uh, perspective, um, because you don't think too much about the the friendship in our band because we're constantly like working mm-hmm. but it's it's nice to see that we get along so well and i mean the, all of, all of the four other members are all my best friends so it was nice to see so one of the things i did love about this is that kind of like you said like with the average you know i guess band documentary or whatever you know there's all kinds of narratives and things that are interjected to try to create a timeline but when you're capturing a band in the studio you're getting this real glimpse like that was one of the things that really attracted me to to the band was that i felt like i was getting to see a very real side of it and there were there were times where things were a little tense and things were 
kind of frustrating. But the fact that you all were able to find a common ground together and it basically showed me that the music is more important than each individual member and that you're just really, your end goal is to just create the best music and the best sounding music that you can. Yeah, I mean, that's our common goal. And I mean, since we are five members in the band and everyone has their own vision, it's some, sometimes it's really hard to to move forward if you get stuck. But we usually like vote or try to to find a way to solve it together. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 really easy with the others uh, and us five because we 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 really really we really trust each other's uh, mm-hmm. opinion and it's easy to get along and solve problems i mean that's very cool because i feel like a, any great band starts as like a you know or any great band is rooted in friendship and kind of like a family type thing and i guess like like any other family some people are going to disagree with certain things but then you have to kind of just come to head and say okay well i've got to compromise you know for the better of this and then you go back and listen and you go okay yeah i'm kind of glad i compromised you know what i mean <laughs> like yeah yeah i understand and it's like that all the time and in the end it always turns out good and i mean it's it it wouldn't make it wouldn't make it make any sense to like look back and think about how you could do things differently uh, <laughs> that's not like a good thing to do when you're in a band it's easier to just accept what you've created and move forward and if you want to do something differently you should just try and write a new riff for a new song so there there's always room for new ideas right so like i guess another question i had about the album in general is that when you're going into an album say like conundrum and you're you're trying to wrap up a story um are there ever songs that are left over that don't necessarily make the record and if so why don't they I don't think we have like songs that didn't make it to the record, but mm-hmm. mostly just riffs and some minor ideas. We we try to use as much as we can and like put everything together with everything we got. But some ideas are left behind because we we don't think they're good enough mm-hmm. or they don't have like their. We couldn't like make them fit in this concept through this album because they wouldn't make any sense among the other riffs and the full album so we usually just put it in the trash bin and forget it and try to do something else for the next project (laughs) well that was what i was gonna ask you is that are any of these ideas that don't work are they ever revisited or are they or do you just start from scratch with every recording I don't think we've ever used something old for a new project mm-hmm. ever, but maybe we'll do it this time. I don't know, but since the other guys have been really creative with with crea- creating new riffs and and ideas, I think this will be a hundred percent fresh for everyone. 
but we'll see maybe something old uh, we'll find something uh, some old recording from the rehearsal studio or something i don't know but i think it's it's always nicer to work with new ideas because it's easier to get like uh, it's easier to get inspiration and to be able to it's easier to be creative when you use something that's completely fresh you get like a, a better feeling from the riff and it it's it just better when it's fresh you know oh absolutely it, because i feel like that it, when you go into you know like when you have something new and it's fresh and you can actually feel passionate and excited about it whereas like if you're yeah. backtracking and using an old riff maybe you might even get reminded what okay this is why we didn't use it so and then yeah get rid exactly of it, you know well so we talked a little earlier about how distinct distinctly different your sound is from you know a lot of your peers and whatnot so what was the inspiration behind the sound because it's got this very cosmic space almost kind of more like you know like a hawk wind kind of thing at times like but who would you guys consider inspirations behind the sound of fellas i mean uh, the list of our inspirations could be it could be like a thousand page book but <laughs> <laughs> uh, i think our biggest inspiration between all five of us is probably rush um they're a huge i'm a huge fan of rush and i know most of the others also are and but i mean we 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 like a lot of music different genres and we also take a lot of inspiration from from like old books and movies and and also video games and board games and whatnot <laughs> so it's really hard to to just say one thing that's really inspired us um but like old old pop culture basically mm -hmm. for some reason like i think i was i wrote a review recently of the album which i'll be sure to send you a link to so you can check it out but one of the things that in my mind was that it's it almost felt like a comic book come to life you know which you know <laughs> like i could almost like a flash gordon kind of thing if that you know what i mean like a very kind of science fiction you know, you know epic story or whatever that kind of came to life and of course one of my first thoughts was they should make this and do a comic book or a graphic novel or something is is that something that you guys could see yourselves doing with these with especially with this concept like bringing it to life in a different medium yeah i mean of course there are we have been thinking about many different things to to make the concept of ours like visual and we have had some plans about doing movies or mm -hmm. or a comic book as you said and we also have been talking about doing like a, a some kind of musical show or but it's it's everything is just it's kind of far away mm -hmm. from from us right now but of course we have some dreams about doing things like that because these are this, these are all things that i could completely see and 
to be honest, as a fan, I would love to see that, you know, because I think it would be so cool to kind of, but at the same time, maybe that's something cool about not doing it is because, you know, I think you said earlier is that a lot of the concept and everything is kind of up to each listener's interpretation. So maybe the real magic behind it is, is kind of, you know, everybody kind of creating their own narrative and their own visuals and whatnot of like what the songs and what the overall concept is portraying. Yeah, of course. And it's, I mean, if we, if we would do something else than just music, it, it would mean a lot of planning and you mean just choosing the right format and, and, it's it's hard because it has to be done perfectly according to our our stories and what we think is cool and we have to think about the fans how they would uh, how they would see uh, our future projects and stuff but mm-hmm. it would be really fun to do something visual in the future so with your live performances, uh, I guess especially with what you're, what you have coming up later in this year in 2020, now that the concept is complete uh, or the story is complete, um, do you guys plan on maybe playing the songs in a particular order, or is it one of those things where you would rather it be like that from the listening experience of the album, and then look at the live? version as, as a different situation i think when we're playing live it's it's more important to to make the music uh, the chosen songs fit as best as possible together on the shows and uh, i mean it's it's hard to say what the listeners want if they want the full story or if they want a, a musical journey Mm-hmm. That that's the best possible, but it would be really cool to do a, a really long concert and to do the the from the full story from beginning to end. Be like a three and a half hour concert with yeah. set changes <laughs> and intermissions. Yeah. And, you know. We actually did before we released this album. I think it was in March. 2019 we mm-hmm. did a show in in germany where we played uh the the full ep and after that the full the full uh, uh first album it was nice it was nice and uh, we because we try to you know every album of ours has its own color you know the first one is red the second one is blue and the new one is green right yes and, so we we tried to to use that on the stage where everything was red during the first four songs and then it turned blue and then that was kind of nice <laughs> that's really great because that's such a creative way of almost kind of cueing the audience and, and into like okay this is like this is one chapter this is an, the middle yeah, chapter, and, and then it, this is the conclusion always nice to hear when someone like when someone gets it and thought of it uh, afterwards they like have a certain comment about that they like the the fact that we thought about that and mm-hmm. use that live that's really nice to hear so with all the craziness 
you know, that's going on in the world right now with the COVID-19 virus and everything, obviously you guys are going to be hitting the road again, like you said, you know, later on in the year. Has there ever been any plans or are there any future plans to come over and invade North America? Yeah, we're working on it as good as we can. I mean, everything is basically on pause right now because mm-hmm. of the virus, but we're trying and we've been trying for a long time, but it's, you know, we have to find a, a booking agent who's really serious about it. And mm-hmm. we've been talking to a few and there are some plans and we just have to make it make it become a... Um, uh, we, d- we just have to do it, you know. But it's we have to find someone to help us properly, and we really look forward to to it. I think North it's America a big project, and it's uh, it's kind of expensive for for um, bands outside of the U.S. to come to to that country because of like visas and and really expensive flight tickets and stuff. <laughs> it, it'll probably cost more money to come here than you would make, you know. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> you would have to make sure you're doing it for the right reasons and for having fun, you know. Yeah. So. Yep. Well, Casper, well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk today, man. I really appreciated getting to know you and getting to know, know more about Halas or Halas, me saying your band name wrong. And um, anyways, it was great to get to know you more and get to know more about the band and, you know, the, the secrets behind everything. So I really appreciate you talking today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. It was really nice. Well, great. Well, look, good luck with everything. And I hope you hope you do well and um, stay, you know, stay, um, stay healthy. Yeah, yeah, you too, you too. Sure will. Well, thank you so much, Casper. Thank you. Okay.